for gadget news and reviews, click to yourtechreport.com. Welcome back to Your Tech Report. Back on Your Tech Report, an exciting week in tech. Obviously, so much going on the past couple of weeks, and it's not going to end anytime soon. Um, our next guest is a founder and editor-in-chief at The Shortcut, Matt Swider. Uh, you are so plugged into absolutely everything that's going on in the world, thanks, obviously, the work that you do. Uh, before we were getting on the air here, you were telling me you were just, obviously, picking up, picking up your new iPhones. Uh, before we dive into everything that happened this week, first uh, impressions on the new iPhone 15 lineup? Are you excited? Are you like everybody else that says, ah, it's just little incremental stuff? What's your feeling? Uh, I feel like the new iPhone is a big advancement between the 14 and the 15, um, especially the 15 Pro Max version. Uh, the 13, I feel like the jump to the 14 really, you know, it was, it wasn't significant. It was, you know, there's, there's changes, but the changes this year are actually pretty much worth it. If you're looking for two things, camera and yep. gaming. Um, and I feel like those are the two sweet spots that Apple has honed in on. I feel like gaming has been something they've been slowly ramping up over the years, but this year was a little bit of kind of like a plateau where there's like, okay, you can now really game on this device to the point that there are going to be exclusive titles that are available only on the iPhone, at least to start. Uh, is it, do you feel like it's, it's, is it a market that's ripe for picking at this point on the mobile side? I think it is. I think they made enough of an advancement where we see all these PC gaming handhelds come out. Um, Steam Deck, Asus ROG Ally, uh, Lenovo has one called Lenovo Legion Go. All these handhelds are coming out. And the Apple iPhone, the iPhone 15 Pro series, feels like it fits into that category all of a sudden because it can play uh, the latest Resident Evil games. It can play the Assassin's Creed game coming out, uh, Assassin's Creed Mirage. Like these are console quality games. Um, so I'm excited to see how they apply that, that ray tracing, the hardware accelerated ray tracing and, and see how they can match what is on a big screen. You have it on an iPhone, but you can also plug via USB-C because they're USB-C connected now. Um, you can plug that into a TV. So it's a question of, do you really need that home console or can you just use your iPhone and, almost treat it like a Nintendo Switch where you have it plugged in and you're playing on a big screen, but you're taking it with you on the go. So that's kind of uh, the best of both worlds. Yeah, no, I feel almost like the the, the smartphones going into this space um, it might, I mean, not writing up the on the wall type thing, but I think that the future of consoles may not be physical consoles anymore. You know, my son was, you know, downloading games last night on the new releases on GeForce Now and playing it on the iPhone 14. And it looks even better, honestly, than some of the console games I've been playing lately. So, you know, especially when the fact that phones keep updating every year, whereas the consoles are, we're in this like four or five year cycle. Yeah, that's. I think that's the way the console makers want it to go in some ways. They don't want Apple to steal their thunder, but they also want it to be digital only and discless, and they kind of want the the PlayStation Network takeover or the Xbox Game Pass Ultimate, um, those subscription services, and they, they want to basically give you the ability to play games without supplying you with the hardware because they make money on the games and not necessarily the hardware. Oh, yeah. I mean, there's just the savings overall, just an overhead in terms of printing games and everything that goes along with it. I can imagine that the the profit obviously jumps at the end of the day. Um, obviously, we'll look out for your full review, of course, of the iPhones and the shortcut. But uh, let's dive into some of the stuff this week. Uh, Amazon made a pretty big splash. I was surprised it's taken this long 
for a company uh, of, of that caliber with these smart speakers out there to embrace these natural language models of generative AI. I'm glad Amazon's the first just because in my house, selfishly, that that's what I have pretty much around me most of the time. What were your takeaways from that event? I feel like they are probably embarking on kind of a, a transition of sorts. Uh, they definitely talked a lot more about AI than they had ever in the past. They kind of dived into that uh, in previous years, but this year, it almost the first half of it was about AI and generative AI and how that how Alexa is going to get smarter. Um, so that was kind of interesting, and you know, Microsoft has kind of you know definitely spearheaded a lot of uh, AI work that you know, Google's catching up on and, and Amazon seems to be, you know, going, you know, joining the party. Um, so, and then they come out with a, you know, this Calvary of, of devices. It's just like endless. Um, but it's, you know, they're, they're, they just hired um, one of the executives from Microsoft. So that's kind of interesting. Yeah. Now, Microsoft is kind of cutting budgets on hardware and hopefully that means Amazon is, is ramping up. Um, but they have their usual Amazon Echo Show, uh, a new Amazon tablet for kids. And then they have like kind of more out there devices like the Amazon Echo Frames um, and, you know, kind of like a lot of smart cameras for uh, surveillance. So they're in all categories, which is kind of what you expect from Amazon. But then they're also in streaming with MGM Plus because they, they bought MGM back in uh, 2022, like a little bit over a year ago for $8.5 billion. And it's like, okay, what, what have they been doing with that? So now, of course, we have another plus service to watch your your James Bond and uh, different uh, Top Gun and different uh, MGM properties that have kind of been sitting there on other platforms. They're going to make that uh, free for six months for uh, Amazon users. So uh, they're, they have their hands in a little bit of everything. Um, and it's just an interesting company to watch because you're trying to figure out, okay, what's their end game? Because Apple wants to sell yeah. you phones. Yeah. Google wants to, you know, have the uh, Android operating system everywhere. Um, and Amazon, I guess their end goal is just keep paying for the Amazon Prime subscription. Um, so, but it's interesting to see how they make money. There was a report that they weren't making a lot of money off of Echo devices um, and they're actually losing money. So, it's uh, it. I feel like they're in this transition year where they're trying to find their footing. Yeah, it's almost you almost wonder if it all just comes back to just data harvesting, right? So they can sell you more stuff at the end of the day. Because if you think about their core, I guess the money that's being made really is on just the the retail, just Amazon.com. Like, I mean, the ability to just order anything you need anytime and have it there in two days seems to be where obviously their their forte lies and i'm wondering if the devices are just that gateway and all these services are just a way to just find out more about the users that are there but obviously you know uh, from the consumer standpoint that's just offering you more and making it more enticing to be there but everybody's trying to get that pie absolutely and they have amazon Prime Day uh, coming up in October. They have another one, the second one this year, uh, on October 10th and 11th. And the ability for exclusive deals to sometimes be had through asking an Alexa what's on sale. Yeah. Um, they they would have a daily like fire sale through Amazon Alexa exclusively. Means they're just trying to 
sell you on new things. And that new thing, that new device, that new uh, Echo speaker is, you know, its intention is to make it easier to buy products um, without going through, you know, a web browser. So trying to like almost cinch down the, the time it takes you to realize that you need more, you know, a can of beans and in your kitchen and ordering it um, without having to go to the computer. So you could just ask Alexa that, you know, oh, reorder this for me. So it's very interesting what their strategy is and, and how they're, you know, uh, not to use my own site's name, but take a shortcut to, yep. you know, you ordering um, some Amazon delivery service. So whether well, it's, it's, it's clever, Fresh. right? It's a clever way to just almost disguise what the end game is yes. um, by giving us something that we want. You know, it's, it's kind of it's kind of interesting. You did mention, of course, uh, a Microsoft executive going over to Amazon, yes. obviously Panos Pene, who was uh, heavily involved in the Surface hardware lineup. Uh, Microsoft had their own event this week. I was kind of underwhelmed in terms of the hardware itself. I thought we'd see maybe something on the Surface Pro line, maybe get an upgrade because I think that device is really due for something a little bit different to keep people interested. But as you kind of alluded to, you think that they're kind of toning down on the hardware side. Do you think that might have been the reason that that Panos jumped ship for Amazon? Yeah, that was one of the reports I read and it kind of makes sense why he would leave um, because if if there are staff cuts around him, uh, even though he was, you know, in a good spot uh, and and probably wasn't threatened, it's like, well, why am I here? Yeah. Um, what what kind of changes are we making um, to the world? Um, and it's it's sad to see because I feel like the Surface is a finely tuned competitor to uh, whether it's the MacBook Air or the MacBook Pro. They have the yeah. uh, the, the Surface Go, um, which is kind of a, a decent competitor to the air line that that apple has yeah i mean i always i love the form factor you know it's it's kind of like everybody wishes that there was an ipad that could do a little bit more on the computing side mm -hmm. and the surface really is it without mac os obviously so that's kind of on my end you know i'm so ingrained in the apple ecosystem i find it difficult to go back to windows that being said they're doing a pretty good job on the windows side making it a less you know a less cumbersome operating system and, and experience and I think they're taking fewer chances. I think that's really the the downside to having, um, you know, an executive leave and also having uh, staff cuts is the company I'm finding that's really just grabbing my attention is Lenovo. They're coming out that Lenovo Legion Go, which is a handheld uh, gaming device, but they're all they also have the Lenovo Yoga Book Nine I, and that to me, I took that with me to a trip. Um, to Italy, and it is, I don't know if you've seen it, but it has a, a dual screen to it. So it unfolds and it has a, a keyboard, like a, you know, tactical keyboard and everything, but it, it just made my life so much easier because I'm watching on a MacBook, but then I have this dual screen setup where I can tweet and I can run um, articles on the shortcut and I can do all my multitasking. And technically I only brought two laptops for me, but it felt like three. Yeah, I mean, the form factor is insane, and I'll, I'll post a link on our social media so people can see it. Um, so we talked Microsoft. Um, we talked uh, Amazon. Next week, we're expecting, or in the next couple of weeks, we're expecting to hear from Google. Um, we've got Meta coming out soon with their new Quest 3 and some products. It, 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 no end in sight. I think everybody's kind of racing towards this holiday shopping season. What about what, what throughout all this? I know because you're, you have your hands in so many pieces of the pie here. What excites you personally? Is there anything that you you are looking forward to anymore? I find, and then the reason I ask this, Matt, is because 
I find that we're seeing iterative updates, you know, where the days of these giant big unveils of, of secretive hardware that just blows our mind are kind of behind us. And I think social media is to blame a little bit because of, you know, product production line and leaks and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Is there anything you can anticipate that really is, excites you or, it, you know, Apple Vision, does that make the fall into this category maybe a little bit? Anything out there? Yeah, I think it's a kind of a controversial one, but I think the Apple Vision Pro, despite it's just incredibly high price um i think that is gonna be a it's either gonna you know excite people or you know fail and i i think my controversial opinion is going to be actually pretty cool um, because it's not meant for the everyday consumer just yet and i think you know they're they're going for almost as if they release the apple watch with only the you know, pure gold edition, uh, and didn't have a consumer version, and they'll probably get there. But it's very much a a top of the line device that is kind of putting computing on your face, and I find that to be very fascinating. Because, like I said, I when I went away and I, I still had to cover the Apple event, I had a three monitor setup. But what if I could just wear something on my face and not yeah. bring all that gear with me, but have a multi desktop setup? built for productivity. And that's kind of what we saw with Apple Vision Pro. Um, and, and I'm really, you know, keen on having that be the future. I don't know if, you know, no one's been able to pull that off quite, quite well. I know, um, you know, you mentioned the, the MetaQuest line and that they kind of have attempted that a little bit, but it, it really hasn't resonated. The resolution isn't high enough. So I'm hoping for, you know, a, you know, Apple's high price tag that they're going to be able to, you know, embark on that vision and, and make it a success. Yeah, I mean, I think it's almost a basic, it's a it's a good proof of concept and it gets people excited about it. We haven't, you know, seen, it was funny because I've, a lot of the, the post announcement stuff that I was reading and videos that I'm watching, one person pointed out, did you notice that Apple didn't really experiment with extended reality, putting things in your actual world? Mm -hmm. And while I found that a little bit surprising, I think that's where the developers have to come in and do something with it. And Apple gives them the tools to do it. And I think that developers need to, and they will step up and, and come up with some pretty cool things that will give us a reason to get that kind of headset. Hopefully, as you said, with a little bit of a lower price tag. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. It's, you know, three thousand five hundred dollars, um, and, <laughs> and you heavy, look at something like big, the MetaQuest you know, Pro, not, yeah, which released for a thousand dollars, and I I almost feel like Facebook or you know Meta has signaled that that's probably not going to be the future. It's going to be the MetaQuest Three that they launch that is you know almost as powerful, and they're not really supporting the MetaQuest Pro despite launching not too long ago. That's that's an expensive mistake. Yeah, that is indeed. Uh, Matt, thank you so much for taking the time to join us. Come back anytime. Obviously, if people want to find you, they can head over to The Shortcut uh, and follow everything that you do. Uh, great videos, great content uh, all the time. And it was great having you on. Thanks for having me, Mark. And uh, always happy to discuss tech with you. Your Tech Report will be right back. What happens when we play outside? We become healthier, both mentally and physically. We become more creative and more focused. We connect with nature, each other, and ourselves. Let's Take This Outside, a new podcast hosted by me, Marianne Iveson, an aspiring outdoor athlete and nature lover. 
I speak to athletes, outdoor professionals, and scientists about their connection to nature, how it affects their performance and everyday life. Let's Take This Outside, available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Google Podcasts, and at letstakethisoutside.ca. Hi, I'm Mercedes Nickel, four-time Winter Olympian and host of Dropping In, a podcast with Mercedes. This is a podcast where I interview a bunch of different people. I get the good, the bad, and the ugly, as well as I share my stories along the way. Now you can drop in at droppingin.com or subscribe on Apple, Spotify, and YouTube. I'll see you soon.